All right. Well, this morning I want to talk about biblical destiny. Biblical destiny. I'm going to have Lynn uh, put up there some passages of scriptures that we can read, and uh, uh, it, it's, it's, it's quite long, you know, those that we're going to read, but it, it tells a story and reveals to us, you know what I mean, uh, 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 you know, the, the, uh, the Bible's perspective on destiny. Okay, so let's do it. The word of the Lord came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying, Arise and go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause you to hear my words. Then I went down to the potter's house, and there he was making something at the wheel. And the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter. So he made it again into another vessel as it seemed good to the potter to make. Then the word of the Lord came to me saying, O house of Israel, can I not do with you as this potter, says the Lord? Look. As the clay is in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel. The instant I speak concerning a nation and concerning a kingdom to pluck up, to pull down, and to destroy it, if that nation against whom I have spoken turns from its evils, I will relent of the disaster that I thought to bring upon it. And the instant that I speak concerning a nation and concerning the kingdom to build and to plant it, if it does evil in my sight so that it does not obey my voice, then I will relent concerning the good which I said I would benefit it. Then God saw their works, this is from Jonah, that they turned from their evil way and God relented from the disaster that he had said he would bring upon them and he did not do it. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, Acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Thank you, Lord, for your word today. God never changes. God's nature and character do not change. Hebrews 13 and 8 says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The prophet of old said, I am the Lord, I change not. So God does not change. He does not change in his character. He does not change in his nature. It's always, he's always true to it. But he can change how he chooses to respond to an individual or a nation's actions. Remember the story of Hezekiah. God said, set your house in order for you shall die and not live. How'd you like to get that message? It says that, that Hezekiah went ahead and, you know, he talked to the Lord. And before Jeremiah could get out of the court, God says, you turn around and tell him that I've relented from that you're going to die. But I'm going to go ahead and add years to your life. 
pretty powerful. Biblical destiny. See, God has a set will, and God has a contingent will. Webster's Dictionary defines destiny as the predetermined or inevitable course of events considered beyond the power or control of people. That's Webster's definition. But the biblical definition is different because Webster's definition voids us of responsibility. Responsibility. The prophet Jeremiah says, I know the plans. Their plans that I have for you. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 says, so we can do good things he planned for us long ago. Hebrews 12 and 1, run with endurance the race God has set before us. You see, God has plans. We have responsibility. God plans, man must. Respond responsibly. We read the passages of scriptures that God says, if I say that I'm going to bless you and you are not responsible, then I will relent. I will change my mind. And vice versa. Human responsibility when it comes to our destiny. See, God has predetermined plans, but we have to discover them and follow them. It's our role in God's master plan. God's destiny requires personal cooperation. You and I, we can miss God's plan. Yes, we can miss it. You see, biblical destiny is not just simply a person's good idea. Biblical destiny is, is something that God communicates. Isaiah 55 and 8 says, My ways are far beyond anything you can imagine. So it's a discovery. It originates with God, that plan. But it must find a landing spot inside of us. The destiny, your destiny, my destiny, is not merely about us as individuals but it's a much larger focus. There's others that are to be blessed by God's plan being fulfilled in your life and in my life. But God chooses you. God chooses us to be the channels for his plans. He went to the potter's house and he noticed that the original making of it became marred. And so he makes it into another vessel. He did not make it into the original vessel. He made it into a another vessel. Vessel. 
Yes. Oh. We're chosen vessels. Chosen vessels. And that's why Romans says, I beseech you, brethren, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. So, you know, you see, you and I have a say in our destiny. God comes up with the plan. But you and I have to respond to God's plan. God's will. You and I are that earthly aspect or that natural part in fulfilling the heavenly plan for our lives and for the bigger picture. Paul wrote this and said, the one that supplies the Spirit is God. But who supplies the body? Who supplies the vessel? Well, remember it says that regarding Jesus, a body hast thou prepared me. The plan required a body. The plan, the call of God, requires a body. It's God's plan, it's God's plan for us to gather together. How did you get here? Now you say a car. But what got in the car? Your body. Your body. So biblical destiny requires obedience to experience its fulfillment. The pathway is as important as the final destiny or product. The pathway. According to James, chapter 3, he says, For you know that when your faith is tested, your, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you'll be perfect, complete, needing nothing. James is simply saying that God wants you ready. He wants you ready. We have mentioned that you have to say yes to God. You're important to your plan. Or excuse me, to the plan that God has for your life. See, biblical destiny is conditional, comes with conditional promises. If God promises to bless, as we read, and you don't follow the instructions of the plan, God says, I relent from that. I am not held to it. Oh, thank the Lord. We supply the body. God supplies the Spirit. In following God's plan, in discovering God's plan, there is a key 
thing regarding God's kingdom and God's plan. And that is repentance. Repentance is a precondition to God's kingdom. It is also an ongoing condition to God's plan. See, repentance is really about surrender. Surrender. How many have used repentance since you first repented? And it kept you on track to the plan. Right? Amen. Because your future or your destiny is not written in stone, but it has to become written in your heart. The heart must conform. As Jesus prayed in the garden, at that major crossroads of life, not only for himself, but for God's plan, he said, not my will, but thine be done. It wasn't his preferred choice, but it was God's preferred choice. So we can say this morning that the Lord limits his sovereign actions on the basis of the response of the people. He says that at that moment in that time, in those decision-making, if we make the right decisions, then the blessing will arrive. Now if there is a reversal in the opposite, then vice versa happens. The, ves- the blessing does not arrive. Now, I'm talking about that which is specifically designed in relationship to your call and God's plan for your life. I believe we can f- safely say that God's plans are mediated by obedience. And they are recalibrated if there is disobedience. Leviticus is a great book that reveals the contingency of God's plan and God's kingdom is really connected to obedience. 26, 3 and 4 says, If you walk in my statutes and keep my commandments and perform them, then I will give you the rain. Then there will be a blessing. Remember this, the, uh, Deuteronomy 28. It is a layout of human responsibility in relationship to God's plan. Now, I'm not talking about little miscalculations. I'm not talking about, you know, messing up. I'm not talking about decisions, you know, that don't have major effects. I'm talking about decisions that go ahead, you know what I mean, and turn you away from God's call or God's plan. Now, when God goes ahead and says, you know, Uh, I had planned, but there's got to be some adjustments. The reason that he relents is because 
Whatever God does, he's looking to bring us back to repentance. So divine retribution always has a goal of repentance. It's not get out for destruction. It's not for, you know, a, a, a clear judgment, but it's to cause a repentance that leads us back into the favor of God. Because you see, we are the clay, but we're not a lifeless clay. We are the clay, but we're not a clay without will. We are a clay, but we are not clay without power. So there's that future that is, that is, you know, partly fixed and a future that is, you know, partially fixed. I don't think it was God's plan for that preacher that Paul wrote about and says that he has decided to go back into the world. He's decided that he's not going to follow God's plan for his life. Deimos has forsaken me, having loved this present world. See, our destiny is not something we can sit by and let happen to us. It's something, you know what I mean, that we have to engage in because we are not, you know, walking to fate. We are walking to a planned destiny. A planned destiny or a destiny that has been planned. Remember the passage of Scripture in 139? How God says, I've planned things for your days. I've planned them. You don't want to shortchange your future. Don't shortchange your future. We're going to find out how we arrive at the destiny. So, you know what I mean? We're not going to leave you stranded in the waters of, oh. But can I tell you this morning that you probably can't outrun some bad decisions. If you take shortcuts today, you're probably going to have to have a redo tomorrow. And God's mercy always allows for redos. I love that. Any decisions you made you wish you could have taken back? And Sure. Sure. It's not to the end of the thing, but they still have, you know, the consequential effects. And depending on the degree of them also depends upon the decisions and the consequences of, of them. So we come to the question, well, God said... Can 
I come right home and say, you had a prophetic, prophetic word and God said. Hmm. And yet, God didn't. I don't have all the answers, but I don't lay too much heaviness on your shoulders, but God is really faithful. But he can relent. He can relent. And that word is not reject. That word is relent. Let's look at some... to make wise decisions for your destiny. First of all, you need to involve God in your decisions. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Luke chapter 6, you need to have just one master in your life. No man can serve two masters. He simply says you can't serve God and mammon. So we all involve God in our, in, in our decisions and we also need to get our heart right because that's where God's plan lands. That's where God's plan is developed. John read the passage of Scripture that we could be given wisdom and understanding. You know what I mean? That there could be a comprehension of the will of God. So, knowing God's will doesn't come from our own understanding. It comes from acknowledging God. The next thing we have is God's word. God always follows his word. It's a lamp and it's a light. Next, you want to practice God's will. God's will is far more a process than it is a program. Simply saying that intimacy should take priority over everything else. Now here is really where the core of it is, okay? And that is Focus on God's revealed will. Walk in God's revealed will for the present rather than hyper-focus on his hidden will or his mysterious will. That's where it's at. You can't miss the plan when you walk in the known will of God. And it all starts with, of course, this. We just walk this out. In the details, in, in the, the open doors, 
You know what I mean? And, and, and the right people and, and, and the arrangement all just comes together by walking in God's revealed will and not his mysterious will. Oh, hallelujah. Too many are chasing the mysterious will of God. When we just simply need to walk the revealed will of God. We've got to trust God's secret will. You've got to trust God with that. And we know all things work together for good that love God and are called according to his purpose. You, you just simply have to walk it out. You don't always feel like it, but you just walk it out. You don't always feel like getting up in the morning, but you... Get up. When you walk it out, you pursue God. Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Woo! I mean, yeah. And so after you've pursued God, your day starts. What's the plan for the day? Well, I suggest to you that it's run toward the need. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, thy soul, thy mind, thy will, thy strength, and the neighbor as yourself. I don't know what to do today, specifically, but I'm going to run toward the need. Amen? And also, don't forget what you love in this plan of God. Don't forget what you love. God's put giftings in you. God has put, you know... Uh, events in you. He's already made the deposits. One of the things that I always wanted to do when I was a kid, and that is, you know, I, I wanted to play the piano, you know, proficiently. Well, I started out but I didn't make proficiently because I quit. I understand what I'm saying that, you know, my ability, my desire, my love for music, I didn't develop that side of it further enough for it to become a blessing. <laughs> you didn't want to hear me play. I'm good with it, you know. But my family tells me not to play. And they even tell me not to sing. You know. But God's giftings are a very significant part of God's calling and plan for your life. It really is. Romans says, having gifts differing, differing, according to the grace that is given to us. Let us use them. And it goes on to talk about some arenas, you know? God's got a plan. 
You just have to say yes to it. You have to say yes along the way. We enter God's plan for our life when we give our life to the Lord Jesus Christ. In God's plan for your life, you've got to walk through the limitations. You've got to walk through, you know, the, the, the tough stuff. You've got to walk through it. Paul's life. In Acts chapter 21. He felt God was calling him to, to go to Jerusalem. And, you know what I mean? And, and, and yet those around him said, you know, Paul, you, you go to Jerusalem. And, man, there, there's, there's some tough things that are awaiting you. And they pleaded with him, don't go. But he knew the plan of God. And he said, I'm not only ready, not only ready to be bound, but also to die. Oh, hallelujah. How many know that's really commitment to God's plan for your life? That's commitment to God's plan. And some could say, well, he didn't listen to, to counsel. Well, those are all debatable. But finally they said, the will of the Lord be done. So apparently it was God's will. Well, we know it was as, because God has told him he would go there. As my musicians come this morning... Webster says you don't have any responsibility regarding your destiny. The Bible says you have responsibility. And when you come into that divine responsibility, you know, you'll find that there's a lot of things that change. Jesus with the disciples, he said, follow me. There was some great change taken in their place, taken regard to their lives, and that is they've gone from fishing fish to fishing men. Change will come if you'll follow. I want to conclude with this, that we read that passage of Scripture that went to the potter's house and and the vessel became marred in the potter's hand. And so we went ahead and said, I'm going to make a new vessel. A new purpose, a new destiny. He doesn't throw it away. No. See, when choices mar the vessel, God doesn't throw it away. He goes ahead and reshapes it, renews it, and gives it a new purpose. Still within the plan. Hmm. So if you've missed God, way back here. He can start anew with you.
There's a song that says, what do you want me to do with my life, Lord? What do you want me to do? Praise the name of the Lord today. Amen. Yes, after 45 years, still surrendering. why things don't turn out. We don't know the decisions that were made. With regard to the individuals with whom God had said, this is what I'll do. We don't know what took place in their heart in relationship to God's plan. And God had to relent. And God had to say, no, I'm not going to do it now. And there wasn't a repentance. There wasn't, you know, a turning. There wasn't a surrender. When you pray, and you're sincere about God, and I believe you are, And out of that prayer comes disappointments. I believe that our disappointments are His appointments. He said, if you ask me, He talks too much about how I want to do it. And so it doesn't happen and it becomes a disappointment when all the time it's divine appointments. And if you'll start to look at this almighty God and this gracious heavenly Father, you know what I mean? And, and the wonderful Holy Spirit in that respect, your disappointments are not going to get you down. Because I am the potter. You are the clay. And cannot the potter make the vessel as it pleases. Oh, not you. As it pleases him. Hallelujah. And when he gets done with it, he will look at it just like he looked at it in the garden when he went ahead and finished creation. And he will say, it is very good. Oh, yes. Amen. It is very good. It's not a discarded vessel. It is purely a remade vessel that fits for that time and that individual. Hallelujah. Praise God. I want you to leave this house this morning feeling a sense of walking in God's will. chase what I don't know. I'm just going to walk what has been revealed. What I know. Amen. Amen. Father, today remake us, Lord. Lord, if as a church somehow we've I speak this, Lord, as a church, somehow we've went ahead and, you know, 
miss something, I ask you to remake us. Remake me. We want to be a vessels. Oh, that are chosen as Paul was. Lord, we're not going to wrestle. Oh, God, about the failures. We're going to trust the hand of the potter. Amen. We're not going to worry, Lord, about, you know, the yesterdays. We're going to prepare, God, for the plan that you have for our tomorrows. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And we take personal responsibility to our role and our part in the ever-expanding plan of Almighty, Mighty God. One more time. potter's wheel. The hand of the Lord is still upon you. The plan of the Lord is still developing. It is developing you. It is also preparing the days so that you will be ready for such an hour that God has designed to release you into the plan of his that involves your life. You are not finished. Your role has not diminished. No, saith the Lord. Hallelujah. The Lord has made you a vessel, a vessel of honor. Thank you, Jesus. the Lord made me thus. Don't question my handiwork. Forgive yourself. Because I know the plans I have for you. Plans of good and not of evil. Don't become trapped in the yesterday's failures. Loose yourself. Free yourself. I have plans in your tomorrow. Walk today. Walk today. Walk today. As you walk today, you will walk into your tomorrows. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, God. Oh, hallelujah. Whatever your hands find to do, do it with all of your mind. Don't do it haphazardly or reluctantly. Do it is unto the Lord. Thank you, Jesus.
think it would be in order right here. I know that our whole time is, is past, but I'm going to ask those John and Kay and the prayer people to come. And John, I think we want to pray for Gordy and my leadership. For those that are maybe in doubt and question and looking for the will of God for their lives, you know what I mean? And, and you know, and, and, and want some clarity. We'd like some clarity. I, 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 feel, the, I feel the anointing of, of, of the word of the Lord. So they're going to play, and I'm going to ask you to come. If you, if, you, if you just like a word or just a prayer, about your future just a touch I'm going to ask you to come this morning come on God amen you come too you don't have to be afraid oh Lord oh hallelujah Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
I hear the Spirit of the Lord tell me that He's made you a team. He's made you a team, and, and you know, you're different. The two of us, you're different than her, and she's different than you. And yet, that's the way God has designed it. And he's just working right now to, to help you learn how just to pull together in the differences. The viewpoints and the angles are all to be a benefit for you both. So I encourage you to to and embrace that difference. It's like four sets of eyes. You know? It sees. One set is, is not complete without the other set. And then...
held up the hands of Moses without the holding up of Moses' hands the victory would have never been complete it would have been a battle it would have been a struggle you there is no small part in the kingdom of God none hallelujah there is greater responsibility but no small part and one can never allow into your spirit or idea and I mean of superiority it done work now, go with God hallelujah thank you for being so patient and kind and helping us be amen follow the Holy Spirit today